host Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, great comment, all that greatly appreciate it. So here we are. We're like in the final stretch of 2020. I mean, I can be pretty optimistic, but I've said this before. <laughs> yes, 2020 may be over, but as soon as January 1 hits, pretty sure everything's going to pre- pretty much be the same, but maybe it's just a mind or mental thing where it's like, oh, we're out of 2020, new year, 2021, whatever. We'll take that. Um, so I hope you guys have been having a great holiday, whatever that looks like. Um, whatever aspect that looks like, because I know it's different for everyone because we've all gone through so many different things. But I thought that, you know, normally the last week of the year into like the first week or two of the new year, I usually take a little break. But I mean, what is a break these days? So I thought that I would just keep things rolling. There are things that I have been watching and catching up on. So um as I say, this is like the final sprint into the new year. So it's going to be kind of a little bit of a final sprint of episodes before the new year starts because there are some things that came out this year that I do want to get out because I finally have a date. Twelve thirty one is when Chilling Adventures of Sabrina drops. I told you guys, I was like, I know it's around this time. So it drops literally the last day of 2020. So that will most likely be the first thing that I discuss in 2021. And because I, we already talked about how my brain works. We talked about this in the previous episode, which was, um, the flight attendant. If you haven't listened, go listen to that. But, um, I have to just get all this stuff out of my head to be able to like retain (laughs) information and be able to fully discuss it the way that I want to discuss it. So this episode, if you could see, we are just, I mean, you saw from the title because you clicked on it. We're discussing the wilds, the wilds. This is where I feel like I'm going to struggle with my Midwestern accent because W's for some reason just trip me up. But (laughs) we are discussing the wilds, uh, season one on prime, Amazon prime. I had mentioned this, I feel like a couple of times throughout the last few episodes about seeing this, contemplating if I wanted to watch it, didn't know, um, was kind of hesitant about it. And it was also just a whole lot of other things, which I feel like has just been the main struggle of me watching TV in general, which also, because we're doing a Matt Dash, the other episode you can expect before the new year is up is Wonder Woman. (sighs) That's going to be a discussion, <laughs> but I don't know. I just been, I've just been struggling to find things to watch that are interesting because I feel like everything has just been the same, like, and that's always been the case, but I don't know why um, now it just seems to be, I don't know if it's more apparent, but it's like my body won't allow me to enjoy it as much as I probably would have previously. So I don't know what that is, but we're talking, we're discussing the wilds. I had, we're just going to jump into this because I always try to like preface it, but it's like, no, let's, let's just get into this. So the wilds, this was the first season on Amazon prime, as I mentioned, and this was 
10 episodes. Uh, yeah, 10 episodes. I'm looking at IMDb and I'm like, why is it saying 11 episodes? That's because, fun fact, we're going to talk about it at the end. This was renewed for a second season. So this is another show where I get to talk about where when I discuss what I want to see in the next season, it's not a possible, it is a certain. Well, I mean, well, it's not Netflix, so I don't have to take that back because, you know, Netflix will be like, oh, you get another season. No, no, you don't get another season, but <laughs> that's a completely different story. Still feel some type of way about the society, but that's not what this is about. Anyway, so also, I should also say, because you're probably like, oh my gosh, if this is your first episode, what is going on? Okay, yeah. Hi, <laughs> I'm Eva and... You know, this is just more so like a conversation. It's not going to be super linear. It's not going to be super sophisticated. We're going to jump all over the place because I just go where my mind goes. And because it's just me, I don't have anyone to reel me in. So we maybe talk about one thing and then I may jump to something else and then come back to it. That is completely normal. Also, this is just my opinion. I'm not like the super highly highbrow uh, TV show reviewer. This is generally just what I thought about the show. Uh, I have very strong opinions, as you will come to find out. And a lot of times people do not agree with those opinions, but that is okay. I am always open to discuss it in a civil manner. Um, also, if, well, this is not based on a book, but if this was based on a book, there is potential for me to... <laughs> spoil things in the books, which apparently that's a thing, but this isn't based on the book, so that's okay. But also there are spoilers in general because I talk about the TV shows in the movies. So if you're coming and you're listening and you're still listening, then the expectation is that you're going to be spoiled. So now that all that's out of the way, let's get into this. So The Wilds. So I told you guys, this came out a couple of weeks ago, December 11th. I do have notes for this for those who are um, <laughs> who are frequent lis listeners. I do have notes, so there will be some structure there. Also, if you're new, usually anything that I binge, I try to take notes of. Things that are more um, like un come out on a weekly cadence, I usually generally don't have like extensive, exhaustive notes on it. They're usually like quick notes, um, but usually binge things that have very detailed notes because I take notes on every episode. So, saw this literally in my Rex on, well, I don't even, it's not really my personal Rex. It's like a, a recommended based on what the Apple people are watching, but I have the Apple TV device and this was showing up in the Rex. I was like, oh, what is this? And I looked at it and uh, in, if you have, don't have the Apple TV device when you click on the episode, it won't take you to that streaming app. It will take you to like a summary page within the Apple um, system. I don't know how, what how, the Apple, the TVOS, I guess we could say, whatever. Um, but it will take you there and it'll give you like a summary. You can watch the trailer. Uh, if there are ratings associated to it, like Rotten Tomatoes, rating or an audience score you can see that there it will also show you all of the episodes um and you'll see like still a still image of each episode with a short summary and it will also show you like the cast who's in there the the actual like program rating um and some other random details so all of that is there and in looking at that I was just like the summary is Something I would definitely watch. 
sounds very teen angsty. Oh my gosh, we're going on some type of like trapped on the island situation. Seems like there may be some type of a mystery going on. Like all that stuff appeals to me. But for some reason, when I was looking, one, you guys know, and during this time, um, during 2020, <laughs> I have been struggling with um, the length of seasons. And I don't, I've always had issues with super long seasons. You guys know anything that's had usually been more than 15 episodes in a season, I'm usually going to trash it for being that long. Um, and I've never really had issues with 10 episode seasons, but for some reason now I've been really struggling with this. So I saw those 10 episodes and then I was looking at the stills and I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. And I didn't really look anywhere else for, um, like reviews or anything like that. I was just like, oh, we're going to watch something else. And around that time, the Hardy Boys had dropped. So I decided to watch the Hardy Boys. And then by that time, like other things were dropping and, I was just like, I would go back, look at the wilds and be like, oh, I'll watch the fly attendant, go back, look at the wilds. And I'd be like, oh, I'll watch tiny pretty things. So like there, it was just, I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Now we're in a situation where I, all I have now is time for the next week, which I didn't even get into the week. This was literally the day after the day. Wait, this was Christmas day. I started this on Christmas day. And finished it on Christmas Day. And I was just like, if we're going to watch this, Eva, we're watching this in December 2020 and we're not putting it off. So <laughs> I started it. And immediately, if you have listened for a while, then you probably know what my first complaint was going to be was the narration. I do not like the like voiceover narration of things. Like sometimes I'll do it in the first episode and it'll be like, okay, whatever. And it'll eventually fall out. It'll, it will eventually fall off like an Outer Banks. Complained about that in the first episode. And then thankfully, thank God, it fell off and didn't really go past the first episode. But this just felt so long. Um, and we're being introduced to this one. So I'm looking at the one I'm, I read the episode, like synopsis. It was like, oh, we're going to be introduced to this girl named Leah. So this is a group of girls, nine of them, who are going to what they think is some type of a retreat for young girls to better themselves. That was kind of the gist that I got from it. Something happens with their airplane. They end up stranded on the island. Somehow I missed the point where they were... Well, like, I don't know, I guess that added to the mystery where it's like, they're stranded on the island, but they, it may not have been an accident, it may have been intentional. So it's like, oh, we're going to be introduced to this girl, Leah. And I was just like, okay, whatever. So we see Leah and the immediate narration just felt like they were like trying to push all this like feminist woman talk down our throats. Like, and I don't know, I, I, you can I don't know if I would I call myself a feminist. I don't know. I am pro woman everything. But it was just at that point I was just like I feel like it's a lot for the first couple of minutes. We haven't really met anyone. We're getting these really quick flashes of things and just a lot about um how women are treated. I don't even remember everything I was saying, but I just know I was starting to get irritated. I was like, okay, whatever. Can we just get into this? And then finally we get into it. And there's a lot of different throughout this entire 
um, season, there's just a lot of different um, timelines. So you have the present timeline, which is where the narration is coming from, where we're assuming that the girls, or some of the girls have been rescued and they're being interviewed by someone who looks like he is a detective and then a therapist, which I was like, I don't know. I've never been <laughs> rescued from anything as drastic as like being stuck on an island, but I don't know if that's usually how it happens. I feel like there's usually more people in generally when you're thinking about young girls, there will be like a woman figure there to kind of help in that way as well, but there really wasn't. So as we, and you will see for those who are new, I generally am like, these are, these are my things. You give me a mystery and I'm just like trying to solve it. And the thing about this show is like, as soon as they were like, this could be a possible mystery. And then it was like, you got the answers immediately after. And so in a way it was like, oh, well that's that. I'm that's, that's satisfies me. Or I don't, I don't want to say it that way. That's a satisfying thing to see because then I'm not waiting until episode 10 to get answers to things. But then by the time you get to episode 10, you're like, no, this was the long game mystery and all these other things they were throwing in there, which were super obvious to me. Don't know if it was super obvious to you. It was just like, oh, we'll give you these little nuggets to try to keep you. Like if we give you a little bit, then you'll keep coming back for more like each episode type of a thing. At least that's the way it was coming off to me. So that whole setup, how she was being interviewed seemed weird and they also made it seem like a she was the only survivor initially but then once we got into the second episode so every episode was a different narrator the first five episodes were narrated by five of the girls so immediately we'll get into this but like immediately I'm like okay Keep track of who we're seeing in the present because whoever we don't see in the present, there's a chance that they didn't make it off the island or something happened to them. We immediately see, um, what's her name? Jeanette dies immediately after the plane crashes. So as we're like getting into this whole story of what's going on, we meet Leah. Leah ends up having this uh, affair with this guy who used to go to her school, who wrote a book, who came back and she pursued him, lied to him. You guys already know what I'm about to say, especially if you listen to Tiny Pretty Things or you listen to anything about, uh, what's the word, pedophilia <laughs> in these shows, then you know that is just, I just don't understand. Like, that's just not my thing. And so, well, it shouldn't be anyone's thing, but like, I am super vocal about being against trying to um, romanticize these types of relationships or just like people not being smart about it or it seeming like there aren't other people in the picture who are like, this is wrong type of a thing. Whereas Pretty Little Liars, yeah, was there and I was very vocal about it. And I was like, but there also were other people like the parents and even the students who were like, this is wrong, even though it never really played out that way. But, or not play that that way, but like eventually like in the end, what happens? But, or versus like a tiny pretty thing where it's just like all of these adults are sleeping with kids and no one seems to be reacting to that type of a thing. Whereas here, I was like, okay, when he, she, it's still all weird because she's still in high school. They never really allude to how old he is, but he looks old, like 30s old. 
if he's not in his 30s, he's almost 30 old. So it's just kind of all weird anyway. But then she's like, oh, I'll be 18 in two weeks. And then they do it. And then he finds out that she actually turned 17. And then it seemed like, okay, he was like, done. Don't call me. Cut off all communication. I was like, yes, finally, someone acting like an adult in a situation and not like a gross pedophilic person, even though he still kind of is because it was like she was still in high school. But, you know, whatever. That's not what this this whole thing is about. But essentially... That whole thing and how that played out and Leah's obsession, which depending on how you look at it, Leah can become just a very hard character to root for because she's so paranoid that she kind of sabotages herself throughout this entire thing because she's just always quick to be like casting suspicion on someone without fully doing some research or some work to be like, is that really the case? Because you see it happen with her time and time again with the girls on the island in her real life with um, her friend whose name is escaping me at the moment. But you see that go through the whole thing. So I'm like, as I'm talking to them, I'm like we're going to be jumping around a little bit because there are a lot of girls and <laughs> they all got their own episodes, but also so many things happen for them like individually that is just hard to be try to go in chronological order of how the show went so so that's how Leah ends up there but as we after it's revealed that he got her um birth certificate which now that I'm sitting here thinking about it I think I know how he got her birth certificate because or does that make sense is that reaching too far I feel like a lot of things that happened in the show just was a reach too far? Like, would that actually happen in real life? Because it just seemed like a lot of happenstance that it was happening. But as soon as he was like, someone sent me your birth certificate, I was like, who would have the means to send the birth certificate? So it would have to be her parents or someone with money. So the fact that she flipped out on her friend, like, you sent him my birth certificate. Why one? Why would he send your birth certificate, a certified your certified birth certificate? Why would he have access to that? That didn't even make sense. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, she would just jump and be super like angsty and suspicious, but not really do any work to validate those suspicions. So anyway, we meet all the girls on the plane. So I guess I should <laughs> go through the list of girls. Like I said, there were nine girls on the plane. Fatten, Dot, Martha, Rachel, Shelby, Nora, Tony, Leah, and Jeanette, who we find out is actually a grown adult and her real name is Lynn. <laughs> so Jeanette dies immediately. Um, and actually, when we do get introduced to like... Jeanette aka Lynn later on I was like oh my gosh her life seemed super interesting and she seemed like she was would have been an interesting character on the island it sucks that she died so early but it was great to get like to get that backstory on her because she seemed she seemed to have way more depth than she did in the beginning because when she dies initially it's just like oh like you didn't there was no connection there. And so it was like, oh, she died, whatever. Like you kind of moved on as the viewer. But then when you actually get to know her later on in the series, it's like, oh my gosh, this girl actually had 
like was interesting. <laughs> and I actually would have wanted to know what she was like on the island. And she was also an adult and all that other stuff. So the girls, they end up in what they think is a crash. Um, and initially, before we find out how they actually really got on the island, which I was watching, I was like, how did they knock the girls out? Because they all got cake. So I was like, was it from the cake that knocked them out? Or did they release something in the air? Because I didn't, I don't recall seeing anything that looked like it released into the air. Either way, the girls were knocked out. Come to find out, they weren't really in a crash. They, I don't think they even ever really took off. It doesn't seem like, or maybe they did. But then how would you, I don't know. Maybe they thought they took off, but they really didn't. And they were in like some simulation where the plane feels like it's taken off. Either way, they never were in a real crash. They, it was all a setup. They were knocked out and then they were all placed in different um, areas. So before we even found that out, because we didn't find that out until way later in the season. And as the story is progressing, and I'm just like, I knew this whole island thing was a setup. I mean, I'm assuming we were all supposed to know that the island thing was a setup because it just felt like a setup from the beginning when they got there and how they got there. And I was just like, okay. But I was like, do the parents know that this is part of the deal? Because this just all seems a little bit too extreme <laughs> to be like, whatever. And then when we um, find out from Gretchen, who's like the main, our main antagonist, if you will, who's behind this whole experiment, when we find out from her why she's doing this, what episode is that? Because I wrote that down. I was so mad when she was um, doing like her full presentation getting ready to, I don't know who she was presenting, presenting to, but, um, <laughs> when she was talking about it, I, the episode seven, day 15, this was Jeanette's backstory or Lynn, AKA Jeanette's backstory. And she was like, oh, this is to show that women are essentially better than men, that they would be able to resolve things in a peaceful way and talk about like, female um female camaraderie and like all this other stuff and I was like are you freaking kidding me you put these kids through all this for that I was like oh my gosh if these are my kids I would be suing you 100,000 percent and we've and then because we have the call when we see the call when that she has between with her and Leah's parents then I was like okay no I don't think the parents know how extreme this is I think they just really thought that they yeah they lied to their kids which <sighs> y'all know I ain't got no kids and I'm always like <laughs> I don't know what I would do whenever I do have kids but I don't think I'm gonna lie to them be like oh you're going away to this like self-help women's retreat thing for the weekend and then they get there and they're actually there for the whole summer because if that was me I would be upset, traumatized, angry, would not enjoy it at all. So like, I wouldn't even put my kids in that type of a situation. But so like, yeah, they lied about that. But I don't think they knew how I think that they thought they were just sending them to this camp, like what is what the whole package deal was the whole video that the girls watched on the um, plane. I think that that's what the parents thought that they were sending them to. And they didn't know that was going to be this extreme social experiment on deserted island where girls were actually literally dying and being injured which was just like oh my gosh all that for this definitely as soon as my kids come home we're suing you and this whole 
we are not even, we haven't even scratched the surface. There's so much to talk about in this. You guys know that I can go all day, all night, talk about things. So we're going to try to, we're going to try to make this quick. We're going to try. <laughs> and so we have that. Um, we know that there's an insider in the first episode. And so we're kind of, that's another mystery that we're trying to solve. And so going through one of the nuggets that we get is that everyone came on the plane in pairs and they're essentially like they knew each other from somewhere else. And then the other nugget was that all the girls showed up with their parents who dropped them off except for Jeanette. So Jeanette already was like, okay, she is a secret. We immediately find out she was an in the, one of the insiders, which was like, duh, based on the information that we were given. But we knew that there was another insider. And so in my head, I'm going through who are the pairs, how they know each other, who will make the most sense. The only two people who stood out to me was at that, it's the first episode, so I didn't know anyone's names, but I was like, the Christian or the weird feminist, which was Shelby or Dot. And then I was like, okay, I think maybe it's Dot because of... She just seems she just seems super extreme to the point where I was like, I could see it being her. She also seemed like she was super sufficient <laughs> in like having all these weird random skills. And so then as we see the whole episode when we find out her backstory and what happens with her father. And then her father was like, Oh, I made sure your future is secure and gives her Gretchen's card. And we know her and Gretchen had a conversation. But then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Cause that was only in episode three. And I was like, I know y'all are giving us these mysteries like we're supposed to solve them and then immediately giving us the answers. But this all seems just a little bit too much like you're giving us a platter full of cakes and candies and you're just like indulge like this just all seems too easy and so I was like where did I write um I was like episode three I was like okay at least it seems like they're getting to the point and then I was like oh maybe I was right but then I was like wait a minute maybe they wanted to seem they wanted to um seem like it's Dot, but it's really someone else. And so then I was like, who else could it be? So as we're going through each episode, so we had Rachel, who was um, day two, episode two. She has her sister, her and Nora, which I was like, those girls have to be sisters because there's just no way. Like when we first see them on the screen, I was like, there's no way that they're going to say that they're friends because they kind of do look similar, even though they're not like related in real life. But I was like, I was getting the vibes of like little sister, big sister. But then they were like, oh, no, we're twins, which I was like, OK, that's reaching it a little bit. Like the little sister, big sister thing I can buy, but twins, whatever. So they're twins and we get more of her story and she is how she's like an athlete. Um, she's dealing with an eating disorder, body dysmorphia, horrible coach, like all this stuff. That's why I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. I would just want my kids to be super transparent with me because if your coach is that much of an asshole, which I mean, okay, yes, transparency, keeping it truthful and kind of like ma making it so she's not following this dream that's never going to be realized. Okay, I get that. But I think as the coach, there's a way to approach it where you could have set her and her parents down and have that conversation versus just sitting her down and telling her all these things and pretty much be like, oh, wrap it up, even though you devoted your whole life to this. And then like, oh, 
I'm done, like my hands are clean or whatever. Like that whole thing just came off super wrong to me. If that was my child, I would prefer that you have a conversation with her and me and my husband who are present to be able to have this conversation and we can talk it out and be like, okay, this is, and you can say like, this is why, and these are the reasons. And then maybe she should focus on something like this. Like, don't just tell the kid, especially a kid like Rachel, who is just stubborn, um, headstrong, super focused, like swimming was her thing. And clearly, I don't know, maybe, but like her sister could tell she had an eating disorder. She went to which... The timelines, again, we were jumping around timelines. So some of the timelines are a little fuzzy. So not really sure when things happened when. But at some point she ended up at a uh, facility for, I'm assuming, her eating disorder. Not really clear why she was ended up there. But I'm assuming because she kept being like, oh, you like blaming Nora for it. So I don't know. I just felt like that was a super sensitive situation that wasn't... Um, wasn't a, uh, what's it called? <laughs> wasn't really clear. So, <laughs> so we have that. So when, at the beginning of Rachel's episode, she was like, do they know about my sister? And I was like, oh my gosh, this was episode two. So I was like, okay, maybe Nora is that. So I was like, whatever, we'll just keep going, seeing who we're getting narration from. So we got narration from Dot in episode three, you see her in the present. And then we get narration from Tony, episode four, day six. And we find out Tony is crazy. Like all these girls are super crazy and you're kind of starting to see the stories unfold of how they ended up um, attached to this little retreat, which I'm still slightly a little bit confused around how Tony and um, Martha ended up there because yeah, they have these different differing traumas. I mean, I guess I could see, okay, now that I'm actually talking now, I mean, I guess I could see they never really actually say it in the show because like Tony is living with foster parents. So I don't understand that. But then she eventually ends up staying with Martha. So maybe Martha's mom, after everything that happens with Martha and the case, she's like, finds out about um, this thing or whatever. But it seems like Gretchen is handpicking people. So I don't know. I feel like it's still a little bit unclear kind of how Gretchen picked the girls that she picked, which I'm hoping that's something that they will like further uncover and reveal in season two. Cause there's just a lot of, there's still a lot of questions that you leave this season with. And we don't really, as many answers as we did get though, I feel like those were surface level, surface level questions. The deep questions are the things that we didn't really get answered. And there's just so many open ends. But whatever. So we find out Tony is crazy, which we kind of figured that out when they land on the island. And I thought it was a super dead giveaway early on when Shelby um, helps slash saves Martha with her whole ankle and everything. And Tony sees her. I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like this is going to be a thing at some point, which eventually does end up being a thing. Uh, but because we find out in well, episode five was Fatten day seven and found out about her life, which was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, she was more so of her, I think we had like two versions of feminism that was being displayed here. We had the super like headstrong, I am woman type of feminism that we kind of were getting from Dot, at least earlier in the season. Then we had the, 
like this is my body, I can do whatever I want with my body type of feminism that we were getting from um, Fatten. And so when we get to her story, I felt like that was probably the most typical. If we were, to, if this was any other teen show, I felt like that seemed the most normal. Her life seemed the most normal as far as like a teen, being a teen or a high schooler. But then you see everything that unfolds with like her father and her mother. And it's just like, oh my gosh. So then she ends up there because she sent her father's nudes to his entire contact list, which was that is mortifying. I'm sorry. It's so, it's all, all these girls' stories are just in their own way extreme. <laughs> and so that's how she ends up there. But she also is just kind of the girl who's like, I think who, I don't want to say knows herself the most. I feel like she, there are some things about herself that she learns while she's on the island. But I feel like she's the most realized in her, in her truth, if that makes sense. And so like she gets there. And she's very much from the beginning, like, you know, this is what I can do. Like she had the whole conversation when they were talking about when they were doing the whole comp contest about who to who can build um, shelter or whatever. And she's like, there are people who like give by actually using their hands. And there are people who provide by like giving. I can't remember what she was talking about, but essentially like correlating to money. So like giving her clothes and all that other stuff, because that's something that she can do. And so I thought that that was interesting. The other thing, going back to Rachel, because when we see in Rachel's episode, she holds up her hand. So this whole time, I'm like, I'm thinking this all because this gets a lot of references, especially when you start reading articles and like Lord of the Flies, but for girls and all that other stuff. And so I'm thinking we're going full out like <laughs> these girls are going to kill each other. So I was like, oh my gosh, somebody done chopped <laughs> Rachel's hand off so I'm waiting for this big moment to build up to because they kept throwing this axe around and I'm like oh my gosh at some point someone's going to chop her hand off also this was giving me again this was reminding me of a lot of things but it was reminding me of I I meant to look it up I didn't look it up but this was giving remind me of a book that I literally just read not just read it probably was like a year or two ago because everything seems like far away but um where they ended up stuck on an island but it wasn't like this because I believe it was a mix of boys and girls but they ended up stuck on an island but just like some of the things and some of like what I envisioned that island looking like is what I was getting from the show but this definitely was not how what happened in the book it's not what happened in the show because like they're completely separate things <laughs> but it was giving me that it was just reminding me of little bitty little other things I don't think I wrote anything else down, but anyway, so I'm waiting this whole time for there to be this big lead up to this big, uh, like fight or argument that leads to Rachel losing her hand. And so by the time we get to episode five, they, they try to be sneaky about it because faith, the faith, I don't, cause I'm looking at my notes. So Far away, it looks like Faith, but when you come close up, it's Fadden. Fadden was, um, didn't narrate the whole episode. She doesn't come in until the end. So the whole time watching this, I'm like, is she dead? But I feel like she wouldn't be dead. I feel like she would be one of the ones to survive. So finally we see her and I was like, okay, whatever. So beginning episode six, I wrote down, we have, we I wrote down who we've seen and who we haven't seen in the present. So by that time, we hadn't seen Nora, Martha, or Shelby in the present. And episode six was day 12. 
and it was a Leah repeat. And so I was like, okay, what is going on? What makes the most sense? And then at this point, this is where I was like, is this a faux rescue? Because <laughs> it was just, I told you guys, it didn't really seem legit to me that the whole situation set up as the girls were talking to the guys. Because some of the questions were just, one, immediately, well, immediately before we even got deep into it, when um, the guy, which I didn't write his name down, but the, the doctor, uh, when he was like, What's the name? Daniel Faber? I don't know. But the one who was, who was posing as the doctor, he kept asking weird questions. It's like, who would they ask this if you were just rescued from being stranded on an island? And then as she was talking, as Leah was telling them all these things, and I was like, this is a lot of information that doesn't seem to be relevant to the island. And she even was like, well, do you want to know this? Because it's like not really relevant. He's like, oh, yeah. So those were kind of sent off little fires in my head where I was like... Something doesn't seem right, but for some reason at episode six, I cannot remember, I wrote, is this a faux rescue? Because it just did not seem like a legit rescue attempt. And also I wrote in here, I was like, so we were getting all these early signs that a couple of them maybe may, may have died. One being Nora because of the mention that Rachel had in her episode, but the other one being Martha because as... Tony is going through like her whole backstory. We keep seeing these fast flashes of Martha, which to me, those types of flashes mean that someone died or is going to die. Like, or if we're doing it in these two time or multiple timelines, but these two specific timelines of a present and the past, when you do flash flashes like that, then it makes me seem like that person is not alive in the present. So I don't know. Those were some of the early signs that I was getting. And then um, we... See the whole tempt with uh, Gretchen and how she recruited the doctor, and then I was like, okay, that makes sense. This whole thing is a setup. <laughs> it's a setup, and it's still part of this whole experiment. Which I was just like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. So then we get to episode seven, and that's when we get Lynn, aka Jeanette's backstory, which I already kind of talked about. But that's also where Shelby ends up kissing Tony, and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I literally wrote, I mean, I saw this coming. Episode one. <laughs> so, and then I, that's also where uh, Gretchen does her whole like preparing for her presentation and we find out the reasonings behind this whole experiment. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I am done. So then we get episode eight, day 16, which is narrated by Shelby. So we finally see Shelby in the present. She has no hair. She looks insane. Um, we find out her story, her found her, um, she comes from, we already knew she was like Christian because like she immediately comes off with the rhetoric and all that other stuff and being like, I don't want to see this and being super like standoffish with Tony. But we get even more of that because we find out that it seems like she was questioning who she was, who she was attracted to, which makes sense because like she's a teen, she doesn't really know and she's kind of been living in this bubble. And so she initiates something with her friend and her father um, ends up stepping in and talk to the girl's parents and then they get information out of the girl and get back to him and then he's like oh you're going essentially going to going to send her away all this other stuff and she's like no 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 no." also another thing like there's just a lot of like things going on in it so we find out we already knew because she was kind of like hiding it 
throughout this whole thing that she had these they were calling them dentures but like teeth implants I don't know I don't know what the real term is for it but essentially when her baby teeth fell out those two teeth never grew the two adult teeth never grew back in so she has the um the I don't I don't know what they're called honestly I really honestly don't know what they're called but she has those teeth I don't want to call them dentures because they're I don't feel like they're are they dentures whatever she has them and so she's been struggling with that but we find out like she's in pageants and all these other things so she kind of is living in this world where she has to be this perfect person all seems very superficial when you like kind of level it up against say a Tony which Tony kind of was like alluding to but then when you actually get into her backstory like her struggle is more than just that surface level surface level struggle of like my parents want me to be perfect and all that stuff because she's also internally struggling with like who she is and which is like the story story of my life for teens but also like who she wants to be with but also struggling with revealing that and living in that because of who her parents are so when that whole thing happened she pretty much disowned her friend and her friend ends up committing suicide, which, I mean, kudos to Amazon for having the warnings that that episode is going to deal with suicide. But also was like, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting more than what it was. Because it just turned out that she found out from while she was at, before she went on stage at her pageant about her friend passing um, through word of mouth. And it was just like, I mean, okay, cover your bases. But I'm expecting... I mean, after watching 13 Reasons Why and all this other stuff, I'm expecting something extreme. And it was super, super chill. So, or not, I don't want to say chill because, like, it's still suicide. But it was super, like, kind of under the radar where it kind of was like, had you not put that warning there, I don't think anyone would have been in uproar about it. But, I mean, these days you never know. So, um, so we found out more about Shelby. And then we go into episode nine, day 22. And at this point, I only had two notes. <laughs> One of them was, so Martha is dead. And I told you guys, like, I was feeling like Martha may have died already. And we find out more about her backstory. We never see her in the present as we're going through her backstory. So essentially, she was taken advantage of as when she was a child by her um, doctor or her, like, I guess he was a doctor because he also did like physical therapy, but it seemed like he was an actual, I don't know what kind of doctor he was, but essentially he was the doctor who helped her be able to walk. And I feel like also a lot of the things that happened to these girls, some of it just was shrouded in mystery still, even though they kind of revealed it. Like with Martha's um, incident, she was on a trampoline. She clearly had an accident on the trampoline that, she had to recover through physical therapy to be able to relearn how to walk. But it was just so weird because they never really said, like, what she did. It was just like, oh, she was jumping on a trampoline. And then all of a sudden, we just see her foot hanging off. I don't know. It was some weirdness in, like, how we were revealing some of the things. Even, like, the whole conversation, how Shelby finds out that her friend committed suicide. And also was kind of like, are, you, are we just as always supposed to be, like, to assume that it was because of the argument that she had with, Shelby or I don't know it was just like some of it was just like, it was like there but wasn't really there and so we find out everything about that um and you know Martha Martha throughout this whole thing she's been like very soft-spoken very positive um and just a very like 
I guess, nurturing type of person. And so finally in this episode, this is where she like finally on the island confronts those things that she has been suppressing as far as what happened to her and what the doctor, what her doctor did to her. Like he, um, what's the word? He, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word, but he like, I don't, he essentially did inappropriate things with her. They don't really allude to, well, she doesn't even really allude to, but apparently he's been doing this to all of his patients. Um, things from touching, inappropriate touching to actual like sexual things, which I mean, I feel like inappropriate touching counts as inappropriate sexual things with minors, but you know, whatever they want to say in the legal cases. But either way, we don't really know the extent to what he did to her, but we do know that he took advantage of her and she never really dealt with it. And so we finally see her kind of deal with it on the island when she kills the goat, which is like, oh, poor goat. <laughs> so poor goat because like, you know, I was like, oh, Martha's vegetarian. I'm vegan. And then she, I mean, I knew the goat was going to die, but it's like, oh, poor goat, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's completely random and not part of the point. But also we still, uh, so we didn't, we don't see her in the present. And we see the um, police officer guy, which I don't even know he's a real police officer now at this point. <laughs> he um, is going through the files because that's how we kind of get her backstory. And we see him have a conversation with Gretchen and she's like, pretty much like what can we do to make sure like they don't sue us which to me is speak for like it's possible she it's either she died or something very 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 bad happened to her and she's in such a way that there is no way when they go back to their parents that the parents are not going to be like what the fuck happened while you were at this retreat because this is my daughter came back completely injured in some type of way so I don't know I don't know. It's one of the two. She's either dead or she's like in such a bad way that either way, the parents would sue them. And so she's trying to dig up dirt on them so that they can't sue, which I feel like Gretchen is just a horrible, horrible person. And then at this point, we still have not seen Nora in the present. And I was like, I mean, episode 10, clearly we're saving, we're saving her for that. But we find out in episode nine that Nora is the other Confederate because, uh, crazy suspicious <laughs> Leah uh steps finds her talking to the tree which is like okay that makes sense and it nuggled it niggled in my mind for a hot second that Nora could be it because there was the episode earlier in the season when the girls when Fadden had went I don't know where she went they didn't know where she was but they essentially had all of her clothes or whatever and they were mimicking her and this whole time, Nora kind of like grated on my nerves because she just, I, one, we didn't really know was what her whole story was, but also it just seemed like, I don't know if it was the acting a little bit. It's the, it felt like acting the way that she was when she was like timid and, oh, I don't know, and with Rachel and all that stuff. And so I was like, like, I don't. Something about it just didn't seem right. But then when they did the whole scene where they were acting like imitating Fatten and then she like 100% just switched it on. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what is going on here? So like that kind of like nuggled something, but then a bunch of stuff happened after that. That was just like, whatever. So when it was revealed that Nora was the other Confederate, I was like, 
oh my gosh, that makes sense. But also, it just seemed like we got, then we go into episode 10 and we get more of um, her backstory and we find out what happened. We find out about her relationship with Quinn, which makes sense. Um, that those two, which I was like, oh, the, like they both have like social awkwardness type of a thing. I don't know if there's a reward for it, but they both are dealing with things in their own ways and they were able to kind of connect on that level. But then her sister comes in and I knew like that whole episode, that whole episode, that whole scene when they were in the dorm room, uh, Rachel, Nora and Quinn, I was like, oh my gosh, I could not stop laughing because <laughs> Rachel just looked like, what the hell is going on? So essentially she like told the truth when Nora finally was like, no, tell me the truth. What do you think? And she was like, you know, he's a little weird. And so, of course, because she very much so values Rachel's opinion, she like breaks it off with him. And he had mentioned that he was going to be rushing the fraternity. And I, I mean, this like whole, like the whole, Nora's story, as far as relations to Gretchen makes sense of how she would end up here. But a lot of these other girls, there are still questions, I think, into how she picked them and how they ended up there because it makes sense for Nora and and then and then essentially Rachel because they're they're a package deal how they ended up there but like and also um what's her name which now that I'm thinking of it maybe her whole thing with uh Dot was just like oh you have to come be in this experiment type of a thing I don't know and maybe it wasn't so much as like oh you're gonna be another confederate in a way because there were moments where I was like, Do, does Dot know what's going on? Because when she let them eat all them snacks, I was like, okay, she must not, she must not know what's all going on because clearly they are not going to be rescued. But anyway, so then um, they break it off, but then Nora's trying to reach back out to Quinn. And then that's when she finds sees on his Instagram, which I'm assuming is Instagram. They always just like change the social media name platform in these shows but what looks like Instagram she sees all the comments like oh R.I.P. so sad all this other stuff she goes him finds out that he died um while being hazed during like a hazing um incident and so she goes to the jail to go visit the kid who because essentially they're I mean yeah yeah they're in college but to me I mean I was in college I feel like you still have a kid mentality <laughs> when you're in college because like you just left being kind of restricted and having supervision, hopefully. And then you end up in a situation where you don't really have any supervision anymore. And so I feel like a lot of people just explode, <laughs> if you will. But anyway, so she goes to visit him to kind of like talk to him. And that's where she meets Gretchen because kind of find out the kid who's in jail is Gretchen's son. And she like made him plead guilty, which then it starts to like, unpack some things in my mind about Gretchen because then I'm like okay she's like a, it makes sense why she it or not makes sense but it kind of alludes to some of the ways that she was in this and like the thinking that she had and even like how she reacted to Je Jeanette passing or Lynn Lynn aka Jeanette passing where like everyone else is like we just lost our colleague essentially and in public she's like I mean, the show must go on, but then, you know, like, you know, in, I don't even want to say more intimate moments, but you know that she had, she felt like there was so much potential for Lynn. So you kind of saw that a little bit and you see that when in the scene where she's sitting and she's talking to Nora 
because she was like, yeah, and she's talking about feminism and all this other stuff and like how the world like wants to put the woman down and all this other stuff. I'm like, at this point, I was like done with Gretchen and her whole reason why, because I felt I still felt like it's too extreme what these girls went through for this kind of an experiment. Like if my kids are coming back missing limbs or not coming back at all, like your ass is going to jail point blank and period so when she's like going through all that she's like yeah and Nora's like but he's guilty she's like yeah I know I told him to plead guilty but I didn't think like he would get this type of a sentence so like that kind of thing was like okay like Gretchen is kind of becoming clearer in the picture but um yeah and so then all of a sudden <laughs> we're back on the island Leah, Leah has been acting crazy this, this whole time. We saw her literally trying to kill herself by going into the water. They saved her from that. We know that, um, when they saved her from that, they gave her, I don't, can't remember what the drug is, but essentially it knocked her out. She woke up. She was like still kind of under the influence of the medication, but she sees Nora in the woods talking to the tree, but Nora's like, oh, you're asleep. We'll go back to sleep, blah, blah, blah. But she's still super suspicious, even though she tells Nora, like, oh, she doesn't remember anything. But Nora's not an idiot. She's like, no, I don't believe that she doesn't know anything. And so she makes, <laughs> she knows that Leah's going to follow her, which I was like, Leah, this is what I mean, where Leah's like doing things and she's just reacting and she's not really thinking about it because she just takes off following her and essentially falls into a ditch. Where I was like, that whole ditch scene when she first falls in there, I was like, Leah, girl. <laughs> I was like, talking to screen like, girl, you got to calm down. You're never going to get out of the hole if you are super hyper and not calm about it. Like, you got to calm down so you can figure out a logical way to get out of the hole. But anyway, and so um, she eventually gets out of the hole. But at this point, this is where um, a lot of things are happening. Rachel has, she's like, oh, I'm not scared of the water anymore. I can go back into the water. So she's in the water and she's just laying out there. The other girls are on the beach. No one's asking questions. <laughs> I'm just like, I, they didn't really ask questions the entire time because I wrote this earlier in the season. I think I wrote it on episode, what was that? Episode two? Or episode three. Episode three, I was like, I'm surprised no one is asking more questions just based on like everything that was transpiring. And I felt like the only one who was asking questions was Leah, but she's doing it in a way that <laughs> no one would actually like entertain what she was saying. Like Fadden at some point, it was like, it seemed like maybe, but then she would be like, oh no, whatever. And so um, you see Leah come up out the woods looking crazy, but then that's when they spot a shark. And I knew as soon, cause I was like, this is episode 10. <laughs> I was like, this is episode 10. We still don't know how Rachel lost her hand, but it doesn't seem like we're, it's leading up to some big fight or altercation. The only thing that it seems like it would be between is Nora and Leah, but then Rachel was in the water. I was like, if I see a freaking shark fin, I'm freaking done. And lo and behold, there's a shark in the water. I was like, they have been in these waters for 23 days now. And now they just finally seeing a shark. <laughs> so they're like, shark, shark, shark. And it cuts and we're back in the present where um, Leah is trying to, I don't know where she's trying to go, but she's trying to escape. Um, we saw her 
like get out of her room, talk to the cop guy, get some paper and stick it in the door so she can get back out because she got a note from, I mean, these girls are smart. <laughs> she got a note from Shelby who uh, was like, I think you're right, but we don't, or no, no, I think you're right. She was like, you you were right or something like that. Oh, something along those lines. But we don't really know what she was talking about. We're so, we as the viewers are assuming, she, oh, she was right that like this was all set up and all this other stuff. But we don't really know. And I think as far as the person who acted the smartest in the present, I think was Shelby because she didn't really give them a lot when she had her interview with them versus everyone else was just like spilling their life stories. And it just seemed like she was very reserved for as crazy as they were trying to make it seem like she was. So I was like, okay, whatever. So she, she gets out, the alarms are going off. Um, and she thinks that they're chasing her, but come find out they actually were going to Shelby's room. So I don't know what happened in Shelby's room, but then also I'm like, does Shelby have insight to things that the other girls don't have insight into? Because she just seems to be kind of a step ahead, a step ahead of all of the girls in some way. But this is where Leah finds this room with cameras showing a bunch of boys on an island in a similar situation as theirs, but they're called... Um, Oh my gosh, I wrote this down. The Twilight of Adam. So the girls' experiment was called Dawn of Eve. The boys' experiment is Twilight of Adam. So I'm assuming, I don't know, but this is kind of where we end things and we don't really get any more answers. So immediately I was like, so what happened to Nora? Because we saw Nora go hop into the water to go help slash save uh, Rachel. So we're to assume either she got attacked badly or she died. That's my assumption. Where are the parents? I'm like, okay, this seems like it's been, I mean, I guess if they're thinking their kids are supposed to be there for like, I think that it's a 90 day program. So if day 22 or day 23 is the day of the shark attack, and then we're to assume that they've been in this like wherever they are in the present they're in peru kind of find out um so wherever they are um being kept well we're to assume they have been there for a while now so i'm still like i don't know if i if it was my child and i'm checking in with you like i would want to see evidence that my kids are doing okay like i don't want to just take your word for it but that's just me also i watch a lot of shit so that's probably i would be super suspicious of anyone if someone was like oh your kids are fine or whatever but like oh, but her friend is calling her and they're not getting in contact or they're not getting any response. Like, no, I need some evidence. I want to talk to my child right now. That would be me as the parent. But, you know, to each their own. Also, question, is Martha dead? Because we never really answered that. Uh, what is the Twilight of Adam? So let's, let's just get into season two. So season two is definitely going to have to answer some of these questions. We're most likely, I'm assuming we're going to pick up where we left off because there's no way that you can jump. <laughs> you can, the only, the only place you can jump is backwards if they want to show us what's going on with the Twilight of Adam. But just based on everything that's happened in this and Gretchen's sole purpose of proving that women are better um, and more capable than guys, I just don't see us spending time with the boys on the island. So that doesn't really make sense for kind of how we've been set up in this first season. Where are the parents? Like, I'm going to need a parent check-in immediately because I know they got to have some suspicions of what is going on with my kids. What is phase two? Gretchen kept talking about phase two. 
Or is phase two the post, the faux rescue? Are we in phase two? Like, I don't understand. Or is there a point where after the boys are go through their faux rescue, then the kids are intermingled? I don't know. Questions. Where, <laughs> where, um, there's just so many, there are so many um, things that just, I don't know. And then also, I'm like, they have to have been there for a while because if you look at Rachel's hand when she, or arm when she puts it up, it looks like it's healed over, like it's not wrapped up. So they've been there long enough for her wounds to close up. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions here and they're going to have to make them make sense, especially when you're talking about kids being away from their parents for a certain amount of time. Like you got to make that make sense because there's just no logical way that I can think of. And I mean, I went to summer camps and things like that when I was a kid and I always was able to talk to my parents or if my parents needed to talk to me, like they could talk to me. So I just, I just find it, I don't care what your rhetoric is or what your rules are, or what you like claim to be your camp is for. If at no point during this time, do I have any contact with my kid? Like I'm going to have suspicions about that. Even more so if their friend is like, I've been reaching out and I haven't been hearing anything. It just all just seemed super, super weird. So yeah, where's Nora? Did Nora die or is she alive and badly injured? Is Martha dead? Cause then it's like, if that's, if that's the, I'm assuming the shark attack is what would spring the rescue mission into action because there's no way that they can, you can just leave a girl out there with a missing limb and not rescue them. So um, I'm assuming that is, the day or shortly after the girls are rescued because we still don't know when they were actually rescued. Um, but I don't think like, then it's like, then how would Martha have died if that was the case? Or maybe Martha went in after Nora, but either way, sharks don't tackle us. They smell blood and there was no blood right or am I making that up I'm pretty sure sharks don't just go out and attack people like I don't know I don't know it's all very weird I have literally talked about this show for over an hour I knew I had a lot to say about this but um <laughs> this was a long this is a long one there are a lot of questions to answer in season two I'm assuming we probably won't get season two until like maybe this time next year, possibly a little bit after, just depending on how things wrap up. But also, this is the case where if Amazon can film a second season with a cast as extensive as this cast, then there is no reason why Netflix could not bring back the society because their whole thing was like, oh, costs go up with filming during the pandemic. I know I keep talking about society, but I'm so upset because I really was looking forward to a second season of that show. If you did not listen to me speak about or talk about the first season, then go listen to it. But their whole thing was like, oh, costs went up with trying to film during the, pan during the pandemic, which makes sense. And so they were like, oh, and they attempted and attempted and they had to keep canceling. So finally they just like canceled the show all together. But this is a pretty extensive, like, this is an eight cast, an eight member cast of girls. And then you have like all the adults. So I don't know. I don't know. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> I want to know what you guys thought about the wilds. 
Was it what you were expecting? Are you looking forward to the second season? Are you excited about the second season? What questions do you still have um, that they did not answer? Because trust me, there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Let me know and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Busy on Instagram and at Currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.